0: Gabi oh Marginelli He comes from Sao Paulo and he plays for the Arsenal. Good morning and welcome to the Central High. You all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham, Potsmo, are shit. Welcome back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast for another well podcast basically. Um watch long. So I used to do watch longs nowadays. Oh, As you can see, I'm joined by Andrew. It's been a while since we've had Andrew on and since he's done a podcast. So welcome back, Andrew. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Fine, thank you, mate. Yeah, I'm absolutely still buzzing from the weekend, I have to be honest with you. Yeah. It's my first podcast, I think, since about November. So yeah, thanks very oh, much for having me on. Really,
0: I believe it, yeah. I think it was on the last podcast, was on your podcast, yeah. Mid November, yeah. As I say, I hope you did have a good Christmas and, new, and obviously New Year and all that. And yeah, that God, God. otherwise, I can't remember
1: anything about that. It's been a long time ago. that's <laughs>
0: why the World Cup. What
1: World Cup? I hate the World Cup. <laughs>
0: I hate it because it's done us out of a player for three months. But apart from that, it hasn't really affected us as much as, people, as certain people thought it would have done, but we'll get on to that in a sec if you want to. Um yeah, to say how you've been doing, and what, for the podcast the viewers and the listeners as well, it's been a while. The last podcast I did was the, after the Everton game last week, there was two games I was really late last week, and I didn't have time to do it. So we sort of to cram it all into one, mainly, mainly focus on... What happened on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I mean, what I was to say, it's been a while since you you've been, able, you've been on the podcast or done a podcast yourself. So what have you been making over the last few months of Arsenal? Touching on them first off, does Zays it's obviously Brazil got to the World Cup, he gets injured, has to have surgery, he's out until hopefully either this is due back this week or the week after. Game, one or two. Touch Um but and everyone had a meltdown. AFTV and this that and all them all these big uh, old oh you have got to go and get a striker. Right enough, Eddie. And we haven't it hasn't really affected us a way people thought it would affect us. If anything, really we the team spirit within the club, we've we've managed to work through it. Without yeah, making it look seamless. Like we not knowing that you you wouldn't know nine times out of ten that Zays used. To, we wouldn't missing Jesus
1: No, exactly. Eddie's stepped up. Exactly. And, uh, you know, if Jesus, for all how, how much of a brilliant, transformative player he is, he didn't score for 11 games. And now mm. Eddie hasn't scored for three games. Instead in the world. And everyone's saying, oh, Eddie's crap, and blah, blah, blah. You know, having a meltdown about Eddie because he hasn't scored for three games. And literally, it had been 11 since <laughs> Jesus scored, so listen. We've got a game in hand still, two points clear. And before the World Cup, we were five points clear of Man City. So yeah. if we win our game in hand, we'll be That's five bad. points clear, and we are in exactly the same position. With how many games strict, you know, crossed off between then and now? Well, I don't know. Uh, ten, maybe uh, nine, ten games.
0: Yeah, West Brom. Newcastle, Tottenham, United, Redman City last week, Brentford, Everton, and Alvilla. So about, yeah, 19 games, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, and, and we be in, Touchwood will be in exactly the same position as we were before the World Cup, without Jesus. So, can you imagine, you know, what we're going to be like when you're getting back? And, I'm desperately waiting for, uh, Smith Rowe to get back on the, on the pitch as well, because everyone knows how much I love Smith Rowe. He's going to be, Pretty transformative. He's a he's a player that we desperately need at the moment. I think, especially you know whether he's coming off the bench or starting, whatever his skill set to break down a deep block is something we're desperately missing. So we've been without him all season. We've been without Jesus. You know, there's a number of different players. We were without Simeoneko for quite a while. We we're without Partey at the moment, and we're still top of the league, quite rightly so, as well. And we've had that little wobble. And we've come through it, and that win on the weekend—I mean, I thought I broke my kneecaps actually because I—I <laughs> re- I found out I haven't got a wooden floor under my carpet; it's concrete. I dropped to my—I dropped to my knees when that goal went in, which I'm sure we'll discuss. And I thought, oh my god, <laughs> literally the pain. But I didn't care because I mean, it was a moment. I haven't reacted like that for such a long time, and it just shows you the the difference between just playing a normal season as we have been the last few years and the difference it makes actually being in a genuine title race, the how important it is, the feelings it gives you. It just brings it all back from those years gone by. It just shows you how much we've been missing it. You know, this, this real importance. Every game is so important being in the title race and looking at all the other results because they actually mean something again. You know, all the teams around you and stuff like that. And City dropping points, you know, at the weekend against New um, uh, Nottingham Forest. It really meant something, you know, again. Like, What's else
0: to us? It, it, that's what I mean. Yeah,
1: it, that's what I mean. It really meant something that they dropped points again. And it was just so, so different to feel like that again. So, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful season. It's you know, it's the type that we've been longing for for so long. And funnily, I'm you know, I just I just knew it was going to happen under Arteta. I mean, I, I put it, you know, I tweeted it several times before before this season started. I really believe we're going to get back to the top under this manager.
0: You said last season. You said it last yeah. season.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it's coming true and. You know, I can't wait till I can put a bet on us winning the Champions League next season because I really genuinely believe he's going to win it in his maiden season in the Champions League. Nicolas Tessa, that's the belief I've got in him. I can't find the odds anywhere because whenever you search no, for it, it's just it's just this season. You can't bet on next seasons yet. And I wish you could in a way because I Maybe hope you, you might get met. better odds. Uh, but yeah, I mean, well, we would have so if one won
0: Champions League first season.
1: <laughs> it'd be so funny when Pep's been trying all these many, all these seasons wow, as for, for Man City cool, yeah. not to win it. And it would just be sod's slow for his protege to go in there on his first season, first attempt oh, and wow. go and win it. Wow. Well, I, you know, I, I feel like we're the best team in Europe at the moment. We've got the best starting 11 of any team, including Man City, I believe out there, you know, when, when everyone's fit, I don't think anyone can live with us. Um, like I said, I'm still so elated about the weekend because the way that we won it as well. I mean, <laughs> with every, how everyone feels about Amy Martinez, I mean, could you script it any better? I mean, scoring two goals in the added time that he created. Uh, he created He himself, created yeah. that added time. And then he scored one and an assisted one for us. And it was just like he couldn't make it up. I mean, it, it was just... Was of, by the way. <laughs> it <was so> good. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind betting that jorginho has got enough skill uh, that he actually could actually do that. He actually planned it. He thought, right, you know, I could, I could, I could just get it straight in. I could, I could get it in off the bar. But no, no. I, what I'll do is I'm going to get it off the bar, off that little fucker's head, and straight into the goal. <laughs> Honestly, hey, uh, you know, Jorginho, again. You know, I'm so glad that I. You know, whenever, when we signed him, I got over the fact that he was from Chelsea. I got over the fact that he was 31 very quickly. Very quickly realised that he's going to be a very astute signing. You know, I, I tweeted about it to that point and And, you know, he's pretty much... If we can carry on in this same vein, that £12 million pound we spent for him is going to be seriously, seriously good value for money. Money well spent. At the end of the season, because I, I, I honestly think the last two games against Man City and against Villa, he was my man of the match in both of them.
0: Yeah, I said I said oh. after I said after Man oh. City game I, I was doing the stream. Sorry, I said because everyone's going, "Oh, part at the end of the world, Georgino agent, Chelsea boy, and all that." Mm-hmm. I said, "As like after that game, I'm like, you could argue he was our best player." Yeah, I he think was so. Flawless. He did everything, he was asked of and more. He did, the same on, he, said, he did the same on Saturday. And obviously then doing what he did with the, the shot that hit the crossbar. And what made that going even better was, you watch it back, the sound of it hitting the evening boot, hitting the crossbar. Yeah. Boot. It was like the sound, boom, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. no, brilliant. It couldn't have been scripted any better, you know, for anyone. And, and the funny thing is, and I'm not saying this in hindsight at all, I had my kids here with me when I was watching the game. And I could just sense that it was a poor first half. We all know that, and we went in two-one down. Hmm. But I looked at my kids and I said, because you know, one of my kids is a is a born pessimist for some reason. He's just a nightmare. It's a horrible thing to watch Arsenal with him. Sometimes I'm sorry, Toby, but it
0: is. The state of
1: But I, I looked at my. I genuinely said to all three of the kids, I said, "This doesn't feel like a game that we're going to miss." I wasn't really. Worried, concerned. I just knew that it was. I didn't get that feeling that it was. A, it was one of those games that we were just going to lose.
0: Doom I thought,
1: yeah, I thought all the way through, and I thought, through time. even right towards the end. And they were they put up the amount of injury time that was that was going to be. Mm. I just, I still had the feeling because we were so dominant. But I think we had eighteen shots in the second half alone, and the way that we were playing the characteristics that all the two players are showing and they have shown all season, I just genuinely never gave up hope that we were going to win that game. And that's why, I mean, it's just such an elation feeling to when, when that goal went in. And the reaction of all the players and Granit Xhaka sprinting across the pitch, still in his kit, joining, <laughs> joining in, getting the yellow card for it. Everything about it was just so good and so beautiful to watch. And you know, again, because it was Villa away, and you know my feelings about Villa because of where I live and and the kids' kids, kids, friends and everything. It was just a what? It's almost like a North London derby for me when up up here. So they were getting grief all game from their mates on their on text messages and all this. One of them, their cousin, was texting them on his group chat because he was at the ground. He's a Villa fan at the ground, and he was slating us off all game and blah 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 when those last two goals went in, it was just pure relation in this house, and it hasn't really subsided really yet, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> no, and, um, just touching on what like you say about the signings and what Georgie. Touch on on Jorginho. Obviously, um, when it was all happening, we, again you're getting the, you're getting the old four-one socials. You know, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking we're actually doing something. We didn't get Casado. But Brighton, were, Brighton wasn't saying for not, nothing. They made it no. So we had a plan B. And it's really... If you look, at it, look at it. We can't keep buying young, non-experienced players. Trossard, we brought in Premier League proven, Hungary. And I think you've mentioned in group chats before, we could beat our Diego Lattler to what Liverpool have. Yeah. <coughs> And obviously, uh, Zinny and Zay in the summer league, the winning mentality from Man City, got a bit of that, put that in, we've seen that the, the influence they've had on and off the pitch, them two individually. And now, we, now you're adding Jorginho, you're bringing Jorginho in, who most recently is on the Champions League, Europa League, Euro, uh, Euros of his country, and was one of the best players of his country in the tournament as well.
1: The Club World Cup. Club,
0: Club World Cup, third in the d'Or. After the Euros as well, it's another. Again, as I say, winning mentality. It's experience we do need. It's all. It's all well and good, and I love the fact we built a, a, a young squad, and we're doing is as the youngest squad in the league. What we're doing, but you do need experience. We can't just rely on having um, the the Xhaka's or uh, the Hartes and and Jencos and to by that spot, you need more experience, you need more voices in the changing just to keep things. Up. Definitely, he
1: needs a really good one for that as well, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and, it's a- and, and and the other thing was the the 18 month contract. Yeah. You know, we <laughs> learned. we've learned from our previous mistakes. Yeah. And I would have felt a little bit different if it had been one another one of those three-year contracts, but because Two, it was 18 months, yeah,
0: like Woody Ann
1: you can't you can't lose with that because I mean the worst case scenario is you know if he was Stinking the place up between now and the summer, we could sell him back to to uh, Italy in the summer and probably get most of our money back. Because um, I know he, ideally, I think he wants to end his career in Italy. So mm. we're not going to lose out of it. And his first two full starts have just been magnificent, really. And the only thing he's missing to he needs he needs the Premier League to to complete the set. Yeah, for, <laughs> so he's, he's he's not going to come in here when we're top of the league in January and start stinking the place out, is he? No,
0: he's
1: going to be desperate to win that Premier League.
0: No, exactly. I've got the news, to, uh, sorry, the news today as well. Better than any obviously mm. we've been extended, Well, I say extended, we've given a new contract and years contract. He's taken another pay cut, apparently. He's not the problem because only a year my age and all. I'm doing my coaching badges, cool. It's, Again, it's doing it. Right, it's like we're learning, we're doing the right things. Like years gone by, we just keep like Diaby. Remember Diaby? was like every year we give him a contract, play as you play, or this, that, and the other. Or when Jack was injured, was getting, no matter what, it was giving him contracts after contracts. It just made no sense. Yes, and then he's out to the rest of the season. It, and I think the fact that he's got this injury and it's going to be out for the rest of the season is what's prompted Arteta and Arsenal to give him, give him another con, another year. So he gets that opportunity to play Champions League football and this, that, and the other, and be a squad player but like he has been. Hopefully, with us being defending champions and getting that, not just because I know he can win, he can get, he can be given a winners' medal because he played enough games. But we've seen, we've seen in years gone by, certain players they want to have more of a party. I feel like I played a part to an extent, but it was halted because of this. And it'd be like I want to do a complete season. And then retire, sort of thing. It just, it just makes sense. And it's again, it's just protecting, and bulking the squad out, and not make putting pressure on the club to overspend come the summer on more players than what we need.
1: But it's not even <clears throat> about what he can offer the the team at this stage. It's about doing the right thing for mm. a player, yeah. letting a player's contract run out so he's got no club when he's, he's, st- he's still got an ACL to recover from it's just yeah. not the right thing to do and it's not an Arsenal thing to do you've got to do the right thing by the player it's the, it's just it, it just makes sense because it, like I said you can't just throw him on a scrap heap mid, mid ACL injury that he got playing for the club
0: Exactly. And so, also, I mentioned last year, before we got the the, new, the current contracts new and all that, we're saying that he deserves it because a year prior to that, it was a surplus of requirements, he battled back, he he's done, mm. what he did, and he's never complained, and what, was it seven years since he signed for us? And he's never caused any issues with the club, he's always acted the way you should, basically, at any club, but especially at Arsenal, <clears> he knows his role, he gets on with it, even when he went from being, a, at one point, being a first-teamer to a, a squad player, just got on with it. It was happy with it. Even last year, came in, done a job. A few games too many in the end, but it is what it is. And as you say, he's played, he played a bit part this year. He picked up an injury playing for us. And the club have actually done the right thing by him. And not just rewarding his loyalty and his behaviour in general, but they're looking after someone that's done right by them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you can't. I mean, I would have been very upset with the club if they would have just let his contract run out, leave him without a, without a club, you know, whilst he's still trying to recover from an ACL. It's just not the right thing to do, and I would have felt very uncomfortable with that, to be honest with you. So, yeah, they've, they've done the right thing there. Yeah. But he, to be fair, he might not ever play for the club again. If, he's, mm. if he pres- gets fit and shows that he's returned to fitness um, in the early part of next season, maybe we'll be able to sell him on and wave him goodbye and give him a good send off mm. and maybe get a bit of money for him next January. You don't know. I mean, it's it's protecting ourselves that way as well. But regardless of that, I'm just glad that the, the club have done the right thing with him. I think you know, I was really happy to hear the news to be on it, it wasn't a very well kept secret, was it? Yeah. Um, to it's be funny. honest with you. We've known about it for a while, but I'm glad that it
0: you know they've done it now. Yeah, yeah they haven't dragged it on to the summer, things like that. They've got no, it's like no. He's recovering. This is what we're doing. Boom, and they've done it the way they've done it today. Just out there, it's done, mm. and he just concentrating and getting himself fully recovered, ready for whenever he gets to come back next season. Touchwood. Yeah, yeah. um And yeah, I mean, as I say, he's our longest-serving player as well, currently mm. in terms of the current squad and all that. And then it's obviously Jack and this that and the other. So as I say, we're doing right, we're, we're doing the right things now as a club. And I like I like seeing that as well. It's not just on the pitch; it's off the pitch how we're behaving now. Um, but obviously, we go back to the game. And one we, we've already mentioned the goal, the third, that that the three-two. Now, Emmy's scored a amazing header. Fantastic. He thinks I can't. I can't. I've got to do something. Runs up for a corner. Doesn't wait to be told. He just goes up for a corner. And look, and what does it happen? He just okay. Saliba, I think it was Saliba Gabriel heads it off to um, Martinelli, who passes off to Fabio Vieira, and they just peg it down the pitch. As soon as he's back, he goes out, he's like, no, oh, oh, Martinelli. And it just, it was just like, okay, and then just rub, rub it in the face. Yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love Fabio Vieira's part in that. I mean, the pass was absolutely perfect. A lot harder than it floor seems floor under floor. pressure. Yeah, but awesome. he just dropped to the floor, and, yeah. you know, he started doing... It was like the, the cover of Platoon, you know, yeah. not on his knees, arms in the air. You know, it's just, just brilliant. And um,
0: Even he was celebrating for the ball. He was, he went he was celebrating volleyball.
1: before Martinelli even touched the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen someone celebrate an assist before the actual person has even touched the ball? You know, it's just unbelievable. But that, that's how good the pass was. And he, I thought his cameo was really, really good. I think he's um, really showing that he's gonna be a proper proper player. He's right there, I think. Um uh, Fabio Vieira, he's gonna be a proper quality player. Um but I mean we've got to go back to the first half really and, and yeah,
0: go on, no. talk you about to talk about
1: Saka's goal as well. I mean yeah. less I mean the the less said about their two goals the better really, but they I mean they were just poor, really poor goals and such a shame to give that sort of, those sort of goals away. Loads to be learnt from that, I'm sure they're going to be working on that and he's going to be showing them throughout the week so they don't start uh, replicating that again. But um, Saka's goal, I mean it's just a pure world-class finish and I don't know what else to say about Saka but he's genuine world-class talent and I mean, he's one of the best players in the Premier League. He's one, which means yeah, he's one of the best players in Europe because he's, he's playing for the best team in the best league in the world. So, he's, we're just so lucky to have him. I mean, and the amount of kicks he gets, he must be playing with his legs full of bruises, full of grazes. Mm. But it, I mean, he had to a massive strapping on his ankle. But again, he played the full ninety minutes. During the um that last Martinelli goal you just mentioned, he sprinted mm. the entire length of the pitch in ninety seventh minute, you know, to go and join in with the celebrations. So yeah. he the boy is just made of titanium, luckily. I can start hearing myself, which is really annoying. On my end. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. I can only I can just, just plug my head Oh, hello. I
0: can yeah. hear you fine, no
1: issues. Yeah, I I'll crack on with it, but it's annoying because I can hear myself talking back. But, um, it, yeah, he just he just get, seems to get better and better. Time. When you need someone in a difficult moment in a game, he's always there, he's always the type of player who will take the ball under any, any circumstances, any pressure, and and take the, the, the strain of the team away. You know, he steps up whenever we need him to. And that finish is just absolutely brilliant. In a, in a terrible first half, it mm. could have been far worse if it wasn't for him. No, so, um, <coughs> you can't give the, the kid enough props, really. And I, I can't love a player any more than I do. And for me, and you know, this is the highest praise I can give him because. You know, my favorite player, as I've said it a hundred times, but he is. I like knew David Rodecastle.
0: came from our Academy as well. Both exactly, both number, both number sevens.
1: I, I mean, that, that's the highest praise I can give him because I no one loves David Rocastle more than I do. He, he is becoming like, and I wrote i wrote an article about two years ago, or maybe more, saying that Saka is the Rocastle regen. And um, it's proving to be so because there's it's nothing that kid can't do, and he's strong as an ox, skillful, scores goals, creates goals, takes players on, and that's exactly what Rokas
0: used to do. And he's got a bit of bite about him now as well. He's, mm. I mm. Mean, again, like you could say maybe players like again as and Zeus is coming in have helped add that because obviously they said you, you can't be nice and. Be a winner, but Henri said it the other day on CNN for when he did League <clears throat> last week. He's like, he likes that Saka's got that, he's adding that nasty streak to him. We all know, mm. famously, they all say, even the ex players, like, as in rival wise, he was a dirty, you know what, but you never knew, you never noticed it because he just put a little dig in there. But because he did all this fantastic flamboyant stuff. You never know, like if he was was watching on TV or whatever, no one had ever noticed it. And why he never, hence why he never really ever got booked or sent off most of the time, anyway. And Saka, as we saw the weekend, against Villa itself, there's a few scraps, and he's first in line. He's there now. When Arteta came in, there's so much to be done. One of the things was having players that led by example, that showed they cared, and Saka, amongst others, show that now. They're not afraid to show it on the pitch. And even if it does get them booking by the ref unfairly or not, they're not afraid to show it and get stuck in and show that we ain't going to be pushed about now. Because that mm-hmm. was a major thing put on our head. We're too soft. <coughs> you know, we don't want to get in the scrap. And this, The players are like, no, we're, <laughs> we ain't going anywhere. And that's Saka as well. When he scored that goal against Villa on like the weekend, I'm, I'm, my actions as, as they celebrate is like, the guy's, what's 20 he, what, 22, 21?
1: 21 22, still.
0: 21. It seems like he's been in, a, been in, a, in a, playing the first team forever now. It seems like. No, no, he, he seems like he like, should be
1: about 27, 28. But he's, but he's,
0: <laughs> from day from from he broke in under Enmy in, into Arteta Zero, he's, he's carried this club, this squad he's carried on his back at times, most of the time. And he hasn't phased him. And then you had the incident... The, Instance on, on on socials after the England game against Italy in the summer twenty twenty one, whatever it was, all that kicking off. It just it just It keeps bouncing back, bigger, stronger than ever. And having the right team in terms of person, like friends, and family, and your teammates behind you, and a manager that does. We've seen in the documentary how he, uh, him, and his coaching team delegates and. Supports the players individually as well, one on one, and things like that. It it just goes to show that obviously how much of how much, ironically, that someone like Saka has because at, at well, young at nineteen years old and you're getting abuse at nineteen years of years of age online for, for mediates, by the way. Mm. Bounce back from that, and now you're the, you're the point where you're one of the best players in your position in the world. Arguably one of the best, if not the best, inform wise. You're playing for the in most informed club in the league at the moment as well. And on top of it, and you're competing for a title. And you're and you're spearheading that yourself. He's he's going again. Scoring is crucial goals. If he's not scoring, he's he's causing assists. And this season, as well, in terms of his gameplay, when he goes down that wing, he's taking players on now. Now he's got someone like Ben White. Overlapping or Odegaard coming in and supporting him, he's happy, he's more than happy now to take on players of the, opposition. Exactly. the like Exactly.
1: You're talking about how his cojones can you imagine what it would have felt like just for one second if you try and put yourself in his position standing there because it took ages take yeah. before he took that penalty against Man City, yeah, as well. And it took a long time to take that penalty huge, huge pressure situation. All the crowd murmuring, you know, and Edison, one of the best goalkeepers in the world, telling him where to go, trying to play all these mind games, you know, pointing to the spot, pointing to what where he wanted him to take it,
0: going backwards and forwards. And
1: then and he just stuck it straight in the side, knitting. couldn't got any closer to the post. we exactly where Edison wanted him to.
0: And yeah, but is that, is, uh, to be fair to Saka, he did... Edison asked for it, so he went, oh, okay, then there you go. <laughs> exactly. It's just unbelievable. I mean, the,
1: but the pressure that that kid must have been under. And that's another penalty. He hasn't missed a penalty since the Euros. No. Every you know,
0: Chelsea,
1: every single one he's taken, he's scored.
0: It's against big teams as well. Chelsea, United, City, Liverpool. Yeah, unbelievable. So, yeah, that's coming. It's <laughs> that's
1: unbelievable. It. You can't say enough about him. And he, he's built like an ox. And do you know what? You said about you know being strong and standing up for himself. The best thing he does, though, if you notice, every time he, he gets a foul, especially if they don't give a card or even give a foul, because you know what it's like. Yeah. He smiles at the opposition player. Just gives you know he's got one of the nicest right. smiles you can ever see. Yeah. He doesn't let. He knows that you know if because if he goes in on the player and it's like you know the player knows he's getting to him.
0: Yeah.
1: But he goes up to the player and just smiles at him. And it probably winds the player up even more. you know, and he, he just shows that yeah, you, whatever you do to me, you ain't going to hurt me, mate. I'm just going to take you on. I'm going to make you look stupid. And um, yeah, it, yeah, he's just he's just a wonderful one. We're so lucky to have him. And if we had, get, when we get Smith Rowe back, back and track, right? ma- yeah, imagine he starts Smith Rowe, we've got Inketi in the middle, Saka on the right. Our front three have cost nothing. They've cost nothing. And no one talks about this. No. You know, no one talks about it. you should get a lot more – because Eddie and Ketty never get spoken about as being a Hayland uh, product from the media. No. You know, Saka does, Smith Rowe does, but Eddie and Ketty doesn't get spoken about like that. And the fact that we, we could potentially have a front three leading a title charge that, that all came from our Hayland Academy doesn't get spoken about anywhere near enough in the media. We don't get enough credit for it. It's just unbelievable. You know, two out of the three ain't bad, you know, at the moment. I mean, and even, even Martinelli only cost us, what, six million or something like that.
0: Three six three, three or six million.
1: Yeah. And, and look at the, you know, it does, it just shows you, everyone's going on about how much Chelsea is spending and we're showing no ambition by not doing this, not doing that. It just shows you that it doesn't mean that if you spend the most amount of money, you're going to get the best team. And, Chelsea are a prime example. I mean, I'm sure Mudrick will come good at some point, but if you stop it now, who's had the better deal? Mudrick or us getting Trossard? Trossard. You
0: know,
1: it, it doesn't. it's oh, just obvious. It's just yeah. obvious. And Trossard just slotted straight in as if he's been here for ages because he knows the league. He's, he's a brilliant player. Um, and then, obviously, Jorginho. If you put him against... Um, oh, well, What's his name that, that Chelsea bought for 120 million?
0: Oh, ch m- oh, um em, Fernandez or whatever his name yes, is. Yes, yes,
1: exactly. Again, stop the league now. After who's got the best value for money out of that? I mean, they've what lost every he? game since he since he signed. I don't I think they've lost every game. Am I right or wrong? I don't know, maybe they've won one. But
0: you know, they haven't won a game since he came in. And we're getting mugged.
1: We're getting Chelsea fans saying, "Oh yeah, he's got sight. You know, he slows the game up. Jorginho, he's a backwards passer. Blah blah blah." And you know, we've got we've got Enzo Fernandez, and so now we're going to be brilliant. And Jorginho's come in as He's like he's been here for years. And and what, what I won't have is people saying, "Oh, he was a panic buy at the last minute." Blah blah. He wasn't really a panic buy because we've wanted Arteta's wanted him for years. Mm. He's been on his radar for he years. I
0: found that as well in the interview with the Arsenal, on the Arsenal website. Yeah. I've so you can't call before. him a was, panic bike. Yeah, it was almost done, but for some for reasons I'm not gonna go into it, just didn't happen for whatever reason. But now I'm here, off we go. And it's sort of it's again in his celebrations. It's like you say, the way he celebrated, it's not like he's just coming and he's trying like a deal to the fans. It's like it's like he as you say he's been here for years, he's part of the the score exactly, of the part way. of the
1: furniture. Yeah. And I, I heard, I've I put it on Twitter a couple of times, you might, don't know if you've seen it or not, but I, I heard this podcast where Rob Green, is a BBC uh, Football Daily podcast, and Rob Green, after we'd signed him, was asked about him, what kind of character is he, he could not speak highly enough of him, because they signed, I think it was well, definitely in the same window, Whether it, it sounded like they, they might have signed right at the same time, yeah, that, him and um, Jorginho for Chelsea. And he couldn't speak highly enough of him as a character. And he said as soon as he came into a changing room, he, he, he just felt at home. Everyone felt at home with him. He gave everyone in the squad a nickname straight away, you know, and, and just became one of the lads. And he said he was motivational. He was uh, one of the te- most technically gifted players he's ever seen, most dedicated players he's ever seen. But he's also a really good character. And that put my mind at rest even more. When you hear that, because I actually quite like Rob Green as a, as a pundit and as a uh, co-coms, listen to you know listen to him on Radio Five Live quite often and stuff like that, and he's a really seems like a really sound bloke to be honest. So when he was talking about him and that came across, it just made me feel even more comfortable with him because he didn't, you know, it was just such a good move for him because he, he hasn't even got to move home. You know, he's, he's still settled in London. He's still in the same area. His kids go to the same school. You know, all he does is go to a different place of work. And I'm, um, you know, he, he's obviously in Brazil, place for Italy, but he's born in Brazil, so he speaks uh, Portuguese. Yeah, and um he's going to fit right in straight away. And I just think he's, yeah, for the money, for the length of contract, for his his experience, the type of player he is, and it also, sorry to keep going on about it, but he's. People are saying he's been struggling for recently with Chelsea. Um, Chelsea fans are starting to turn on him a little bit. But A, he played pretty much every game before we bought him for Chelsea and all the six Champions League games that they played. Um, but Chelsea are in disarray at the moment. And I don't think you can judge him on these Chelsea performances. The way that they've been playing recently as well. Mm. If you consider his skill set, his ideal skill set, and put it into a Mikel Arteta team, it makes sense. It's perfect. We know exactly what we're doing. Every single player knows their role back to front, inside out, upside down. And working under a manager like Mikel Arteta, he's only going to improve. His form is only going to improve. His confidence is only going to improve. And uh, the the more games he plays for us, the better he's going to be because he's going to get used to what Mikel Arteta is asking of him. So the early signs are, are are brilliant. And yeah, the alternative to him in the January window was no one. Yeah, we could have kept Zambi and would not bought anyone and waited until the summer to get our primary targets. But we didn't take that risk anymore. Again, we learned from last January and we brought in Two, well, three, very astute signings. Two of them, especially because they're, they're Premier League proven and, and ready to go. So, um, yeah, I think it was a really good January window. I'm sure we're going to see Kivior when, when the Europa League comes back round again. Yeah, maybe That's he'll important. get his chance. So we'll all be able to see him. But He's breaking records in at London Colony, isn't he? With his yeah,
0: that's why I uh, uh, First started to do his training all
1: that last, yeah. Yeah, fastest sprint, uh, highest jump, uh, except like there's a few others, position, yeah. Um, so yeah, he seems to be uh, pretty decent. So we're looking forward to seeing him. But with just, regards oh, to Trossard and Jorginho, I think they've just slotted in like like they've been with us for years, and uh, yeah, I think, he, been great yeah,
0: great. I think what man, so just to touch on that as well, just what sort the of bands at home with Jorginho side of things as well. I don't know if you've seen, but the clip of um his partner filming the game on the home TV back in London. And then the daughter's come running in and like, oh daddy scored, daddy scored in He starts he starts singing uh is that's it Red is the kind of game, Arsenal, after Arsenal. Instead of Chelsea Chelsea, but even the band are <laughs> yeah. taking on the, on the on the Arsenal mindset. No, I didn't played. see
1: that, actually, no. I
0: was trying to find it again. It was, I was just like, yay.
1: <laughs> well, you can they see, like, just, like um, uh, the other players that we signed like in the summer, uh, you know, both um, Jay Zeus and Zinchenko, especially Zinchenko, he, like, I mean, he's already decorated his house in Arsenal. <laughs> he's got, yeah, like, an yeah. Arsenal, uh, he's, Arsenal gym. He's, he's copied, yeah, he's copied the one from Cody, isn't he? And he put it in his house. Basically, you know, he's, he's literally died in the wall, cut him out, cut him in half and he bleeds Arsenal already, Zinchenko. Mm. Just brilliant. It's really great to see.
0: And just, again, um, you mentioned, uh, Jakub, Jakub Kiwa, obviously when he, he was there for the Man United game in the stands when he's he's signed and all that not officially announced and he was obviously coming, he was obviously down from the direct to the the, 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 the tunnel and all that and uh, Senchenko's noticed and said, oh, you signed for us already. But well, in you come, you, 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 if you've signed, you're, you're us now. In you come, it's a, a celebration. It's that unity as well. And when people have asked me, like of neutral like Southampton fans and things like that, people I know, do you think Arsenal can win the title after that, after Lady United and all that? I'd say, especially after hearing that about Senchenko, bringing in Jakob and all that and saying, like, you're part of us now, you're we're a team, you're, you're celebrating with us now right like here, right here, right now, come come and meet your teammates and all that. I'd say, yeah, because it isn't... This team isn't an individual. We're not relying on one player or a couple of players here and there. It's a team. It's a squad. It's everyone... Family. Different. Yeah, it's a family. It's literally that. Whereas you look at Man City... They're individuals. They play like individuals. They act like <coughs> individuals. It's not that same thing. Mm. And I think that's what's going to get us touch come May over that line. I
1: think so. Yeah. I think it's, I just think it's in the stars that, that this team deserves it and um, we'll get it.
0: 19 years we've had to wait for this, though. <laughs> 19.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm going to still stick to 18 going back to 2022. Yeah. Because the season is 22 23, and I've said this yeah, before yeah, to you yeah. if you remember, we've never gone more than 18 years without winning the league. So, because the season started in 2022, when you look in the record yeah, books, that yeah. so your eye will be drawn to 22 23, it will, it will just get into that 18 year window where we've that's never gone one. more than 18 <laughs> years without winning the title. So, um, yeah, that's that's the way I'm coping with it anyway. But,
0: um, I was saying about this other day, uh, I've got a couple weeks ago, like, could compare not fully compare but like the similarities that 89 season if you look back at it now in terms of I do note know like yep George Graham a couple of years at this club at building this young squad used their country players and a bit of and bringing in certain players from young country players from elsewhere this that, and the other getting rid of the lot and then out of nowhere 88, 88, 88 89 comes along and out of nowhere we're competing for a title and around this time of the season, <clears evening, throat> we had a little fall off, let, let the rival back in, gave him a bit of hope, and we took it all the way and gone on to win it. It just feels like, again, like... Yeah, and it's three years <laughs> it took him. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> yeah. And I've always said about George Graham, as well, that, and again, you've got to remember, that was a time where England's Cup weren't allowed to compete in for the European Cup at that time. And now he goes on to win the, uh, cup winners, the European Cup winners a couple of years later. And that's what I've always said, if we didn't have that ban put over us because of someone else, George Graham would have won a Champions League title, mm. European Cup, whatever you want call it. We haven't got that over hanging over us if we win this title or whatever. Like it would be bizarre if he does it, but I, I genuinely think long as, he's, as, as long as he sticks with us long term. I think you can even next year or the year after we'll win the track. obviously this next season is the last season under the current format to win it. I do I can see him winning it, which because he's building a a unity family, not just within the players but within the entire coaching staff. Like everyone's, we've seen it again. We keep saying it, but keep referring back to it, the documentary how it's all set up and all that. There's no I'm the main I'm the manager. This and that, and the other. Edu's the Edu or this that the other. They're all from the top back from the top bottom. Then that's another critic we had coming into our as Arteta was coming in that it just seemed rotten from the top from the top bottom. But they've got the, the top from the top, they've got the head at the backside, realize what they had to do, and they're stuck by the plan. They're not because that was another thing that before Arteta came in, it was um Emy come after Wenger left, it was Emory came in, we brought in what's his name? Um the technical director that went off Raul not Raul the uh I can't remember his name now Spen Misintax
1: oh Spen yeah
0: Spen yeah, yeah Sven, with, with Sven, and it was going to be <coughs> he's he going to be the major partner of the recruitment this is probably what they doing he's going to be a part of the recruitment and then you had in weeks later Raul he's black booking dodginess and it's just like because oh, Raul now took over Six months later, uh, uh, Spen was out of, the, out of the cover after six months. It was just like, they, 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 there was one plan, and they'd they change halfway, not even halfway through, they'd change it and this, like the other. But they brought Arteta in. They got rid of role, thankfully, for all the right reasons, as we all know. We've touched on it before. They go into it again. But we've got rid of the, the rot upstairs, and it, and it took a bit of time. But they even when they brought Arteta in and then promoted him to manager six months late um, and made it in that... I keep saying the modern day Wenger David Dean partnership between him and Arteta and Edu in terms of he's a manager, he's the football director. They work together and ins and outs of the players and all that. It took a bit of time, but and I think the real kick up the backside for the owners itself was the debacle of um, the Super League, that was their, that was their kick up the backside and the fans, the fans letting them know that enough's enough. He's mm. up or sell-up, put it politely, and they have ever since then, and things have just got better and better and better and it doesn't look even this
1: You've gone silent Can
0: you hear me now? Yeah Yay um, <coughs> No, sorry about that, my mic's been paying the backside Um I feel what I'm saying now, but basically they just they met back in January. They didn't get what they wanted. They didn't have a plan B. Oh, and then obviously fast forward to now this season in a title race. Are oh, they going to make the same mistake like they did the year before? They haven't. They said, oh, "This is who we want, Mordrick. We're not going to. This is how we value him at. No more. We're not paying a penny more. And we stood by it. Didn't get him. Okay. Trussard took 48 hours. Not in, not in 48 hours later. Well, Mitchell's just scored. Bromley Burkamp's boy against okay, Woking. let sitting outside. I'm sorry, I've got, yeah, on. I've got Sky Sports on. Um, well done, Mitchell. Um, walking in a Burkamp Wonderland, <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. Um, it <laughs> keeps throwing me off. On this is, um, but yeah. And the there's, there's questions were asked, as I say, 48 hours later, we've got Trossard in. Pre proven, i again tw- was it twenty six million we pay for Trossard, something like that, give or take? Plus add-ons or whatever. Yeah. And we got I think we've got a better deal for what we need now, for what we needed this for the rest of this season. We've got the better deal. Because Modric mm. could as you say, Mordrick could go on to be a great, but he's still a kid. He's not pre proven. It takes it needs time to he's seen. he needs time to adjust to the new league and how physical it is, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. Whereas Trossard Knew all that. Casado, yes, he would have been proven to an extent. You know, about a year of playing football, Premier League football, consistently wise.
1: Well, 28 had, appearances.
0: We, we, sorry, we valued him at a price. They didn't want to sell. Okay, no problem. Jorginho, someone we've been gone with before. We thought, went, we went, mm-hmm. well, you know what? We we'll approach you again. And we got the deal done. And it's again, it's what <clears> we needed <throat> for now to get us over that line. And then to come the summer, we're already hearing what the plans are in terms of the Part A replacement, the Casado, going back in for Casado no matter what happens in the summer as well. And I think in terms of the big deals that, I've said to a couple of of people on social media in terms of big deals, they wanted wanted big deals in January. I was like, I can understand you want that, but you've got to be realistic a month. in, In the winter window, you have a month to get your business done big deals don't normally happen in the window anyway not enough time to get all it all done and dusted. but everything else you need the big the big deals are always going to be done in the summer the declamizers who or whoever we go after they're always going to be the summer signings because you haven't got the time whereas in summer you've got two and a half months to get your stuff done winter
1: but the good and thing is the, it's, it seems like we're already working very strongly Behind the scenes on the Declan Rice deal, now, as well, which is which is really good, um, really good to read. So I mean, I read in the um on the BBC website, you know, the gossip column. It had a link. I haven't haven't followed the link to read the full story yet. Yeah, excuse me, but it said um, that we're having regular dialogue, you know, all the time with him and his representatives, um. So that's looking, you know, pretty promising. I'm not going to count the chickens yet because, you know, what happens sometimes we could just we could bid a club record fee, yeah. get it agreed with West Ham, get everything agreed with Declan Rice, and then all of a sudden, you know, Chelsea or someone else can come in last second with an extra 20, 30 million and just blow it out of the water again. But until it's signed, sealed, and delivered, it won't be quite happy. But what I am encouraged by is the fact that they're still working on that deal now, um, so not wasting any time when it comes to the summer. So fingers crossed, we could get him over the line when when the window opens. So that seems like they're um, they really are, you know, getting the gear, the, you know, everything together with regards to recruitment. It, you can't really. Oh, he's gone. I don't know where Ryan's gone, but you have to put up with my ugly mug for a little while um but it does seem like they're getting their act together regarding the recruitment <clears throat> pretty well at the moment it, there's not many um signings that you would say you can count them you know one hand throughout this most recent years that have gone bad really you've got your old, you've got your Williams, Cedrics and Pablo Mari's and stuff like that but a lot of the other ones uh are, are absolutely been absolutely Brilliant for us and been built this squad to to get us to where we are today. So, um, got no real argument there with regards to how they've been handling the club. Ryan's just put something in the the chat box saying he's been kicked out of his own show. Give him a minute. (laughs) So, that's a bit weird how he's been kicked out of his own show. But go through some of these. um, comments I can see unfortunately I I, think I can't scroll up um, but welcome to Ange Beer. thanks very much for watching and she said it agreed with me really saying it's the right thing to do to give mo another year and Saka, Martinelli and Smith Rowe return plus really pleased with Trussard and Jorginho heck of a team build for now which is brilliant uh, hello to Russ nice to see you as well as well mate been a long time um, and Anja said, yeah, she loves to Zinni and true, he's a true Arsenal player. So definitely, I think, like I say, cut him in half already and he'll have um, Arsenal coming out of his range. Uh So hello to Mavic as well. Welcome. And give me a second. Let me just see if I can scroll down for some reason. The bar's not there for for me to scroll down on, which is really strange. Here we are. Got it now. So, yeah, (laughs) Maddox. I know I'm not going to say the whole name, Maddox, but I'll get it. (laughs) It's a very good name. It says, hi. Hi. yeah, Ross, miss seeing you too, mate. Seeing you too. Like I said, it's been a long time since I, I podcasted. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I don't know what is happening with Ryan. Um, see if the, my phone is going off. Don't know whether that's him. No, it isn't. It's my son asking for money, obviously, of course. <laughs> I'm sure other parents out there will I know what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I haven't really spoken about the uh, the Man City game yet, uh, me and Ryan, either. don't really want to speak about it too much. I think it was completely blown out of the water by what happened at the weekend, to be honest, didn't it? I mean, it did for me anyway. It, it just instantly eased all the pain of what happened against Man City. just evaporated. Overnight, because of the brilliance of what happened at the weekend, and, and also because of Man City's result against Nottingham Forest. Um, I mean, they were top literally for what three or four days, and then we overtook them again. And long may that continue. Um, but I think overall, the performance was pretty good, really, against Man City in lots of big parts of the game. I think we've got we showed that we're more than a match for them all over the park. Um, which is really encouraging. But it was just, a, once again, in the big games, we had those just really silly mistakes that we could easily have avoided. Um, I mean, Tomiyasu is just one of the safest defenders out there. Mm-hmm. So him, him to make that mistake mm-hmm. was really uncharacteristic under, under pressure at that point. I'm just talking about the Man City game. Um, But yeah, the the Tommy Asu mistake was really uncharacteristic. Um, And yeah, I mean, the giveaways during the game, was too many of them, which obviously led to the other goals going in. But I think overall, apart from those stupid mistakes that we made, which we literally gifted them all their goals with, we matched them in every area of the pitch. And that's why it was so frustrating. But luckily, we played again very quickly after the game, and yeah, all the all of the pain that that result caused just evaporated overnight. I don't know about you, but I, I just completely forgot about it at the weekend, <laughs> and we move on.
0: No, Mark. Yeah, I'm just in terms of Man City for me. at the for me, my main frustration was it. Yeah, we matched and we went toe-to-toe with them. And um, it was just individual errors that gave them the points in the end. If we didn't, if brief moments hadn't happened, we don't we don't lose that game. But it swings and roundabouts. What comes a few days later, we, we obviously get a win. Leicester, Nottingham Forest do us a favour by history and all that sort of, it was due as well. You know the history about Arsenal, Nottingham Forest, you'll know what I'm on about there. Um, so again, it's never going to be that game to sign in the title either way. It would have given us a bit of a cushion as well, but it is what it isn't. Well, all we've got to do is go to Leicester this Saturday, win there, maintain what we got, see what happens with Man City over at Bournemouth, and we play our game in hand on Wednesday, I think it is, next week. Mm. Yeah. And that's at home. We get, to a, we, quick, we get to quickly avenge what happened at the start of the month. Against Everton, mm-hmm. and give ourselves, give ourselves, give ourselves back that least. Give ourselves back the five point cushion if we haven't got it back already by then. And then it's, and then look at the game between after from Everton, before we saw Everton, all the way till April when we play Port Anfield. They are winnable games we've got in terms of. If I can look at them now quickly. Just in terms of order, we've got Everton on the Wednesday. We've got. I'm trying to think now. We've got Bournemouth on the weekend, haven't we? As well. they no. yeah, Bournemouth, so we yeah, have Bournemouth at home, Fulham away, Crystal Palace at home, Leeds at home, and then we've got Liverpool away. So the next, the games between now and now and Liverpool away are winnable games. Liverpool could be beating Madrid two one, so that could they might have something to fight. But it might be in Champions League, so we don't know. So it might do us a favour. And then we have got West Ham, Southampton. Again, two mm. winnable games after that. And then we have got the big run in the last six. It's, we've just got we've got to win the games we should win, and then nick the points where in the big games where we can. And we'll... Yeah,
1: I think that I, I think it's quite realistic. To I mean, I'd be happy with you know four draws on a uh, sorry four wins and a draw. Oh, your pardon out of the next uh, next five games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just really, I'd be happy with that, really. I'd be exactly the same as well, but I, do th- I don't I think it's out of the realms of possibility that we'll get all 15. Uh, and mm. a lot of it will be down to that, what I'll say, refreshing win at the weekend. Yeah. I. It would have been lovely to have just gone to a Villa Park and got a 2-0, 3-0 win and just get out of there with the three points, but I th- I just think the way that we won that game will be even better for the whole squad morale overall. Because you again just got to put yourself in the position of these people at some point, just to see how you would feel in that situation. You'll be absolutely elated if you've gone there and got a run of the mill two nil win. You don't get me wrong. Of course, you'd be really happy. But I just think it gives you that extra impetus because of the way that you won, you'd just be you have that extra elation at the end of the game. And you can see that with the, the celebrations. Mm. And I think that because we've got, we've had that, we will have had a week's gap between that Villa game and the game coming up this weekend. I, I just think that we'd have had enough time to recover, um, you know, physically and, and emotionally after that result. And I, I think at the end of the day, it would have given us, an extra shot in the arm, an extra injection of belief that we needed at this point after that little blip we've had of the three of three games or so, three or four games, and it, yeah, it just give us that little little bit of extra energy moving forward that we really were lacking at that at that point, you know, going into that game, and the fact that we were losing at half time. I've heard a stat as well. Don't know if you heard it that we haven't won. A game uh, after being at half uh, down at half time, losing at half time, we haven't won a game outside of London since 20, 2009. Oh, God, sorry. I mean, so that shows you how hard the Premier League is, and the Man City result shows you how hard the Premier League is. You know, everyone would have put their mortgage on Man City beating Nottingham Forest. And they came out... I mean, they, they should have won five or six nil, probably. But <laughs> these things happen. You know, they, they played brilliantly uh, the weekend. You've got to admit, Nottingham Forest. Oh, sorry, Man City played brilliantly against Nottingham Forest. They did everything but stick the ball in the back of the net more than once. So it's not easy. And they're going to be twists and turns going down the, the, the path. But yeah. for all the worries that we've got about dropping points... Man City are also going to have those same worries, and their fans are going to have the same worries, and they're going to lose some points. We're going to lose some points. We just got to make sure we lose less than them. And like I said, going right at the beginning of the show, if we know game in hand next next Wednesday uh, next week. We go five points clear of Man's, Man City, and um, that is back to where we were before the World Cup. Hmm. And we've only got we've got Jesus coming back any any week now hopefully Touchwood Smith-Rowe will start playing again very, very, very soon. So to have those two back in the squad, we'll have Partey back as well in the next couple of weeks. That was, you know, we're in a really good place. And if we can get to that situation where we are next Wednesday, five points clear of Man City again, that's a really nice buffer to have at this point, you know, in time. we, You know, we can afford a draw and we'll still be top of the league. We can afford, afford a, a loss and still be top of the league so we've we've got everything to be really uh, you know pro- yeah, it's really promising we've got everything to sort of look forward to really in the rest of the season it's going to be absolutely nerve-wracking but this is what we all wanted this, this nerve-wracking feeling that we all had at the weekend and it's only going to get worse as the season <laughs> progresses unfortunately and a lot of us may, might end up on Prozac or something by the end of the season. But it might be worth it at the end of the day, because this is what we've been missing for so many years, this feeling every weekend about, you know, being in a title race. It's been too long.
0: Yeah, for, for way too long, especially at the Emirates. We've had, we've had little little teases over the years at the Emirates, uh, 07, 08, 09, 010, 15, 16, most recently. But always, it's always this time of year, when the Eduardo, the Ramsey, and then for whatever reason, 15, 16, we just fell apart. I don't know how that went. about. But yeah, yeah as always, we've, we've been teased, my point is, and then people may, you know, but the wobble we've had recently, um, people sort of, all the they says, oh, here we go, see, same time as season, as years gone by, da-da-da-da. I spoke to Kevin Campbell, uh, I think, was it, just before the Brentford game, was it no? Just, sorry, just after Brentford. Sorry, and he said, he'd ra- "I've got to say, I agreed with him, Really, he'd, he'd, you'd rather have the, blip, the little blip we've had now, than than come April May. Oh, obviously, 100%, yeah. 100%. You'd rather of have course. it because you've got the time to recover.
1: Oh, well, we'll have another blip between now and the end of the season as well. But it's just that, you know day, how day, we day, can day, get day, over. Day, yeah, we we thought we'd blown the league in '89, didn't we?" Um just coming up to 89 and we're in pole position. Then we lost to a, two games on the trot, Derby and Wimbledon, as we you know famously know. And um, and all of a sudden, Liverpool were back in pole position just before the end of the season. These things happen. It's just how you handle the situation. And don't be surprised if you... I don't know whether it's possible now, but I'm sure the TV companies would love to change the... Man City away game for Arsenal to be closer to the end of the season, you know, for for the TV coverage.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: don't know whether they can possibly do that now, but you know, I'm sure they'd love to. If there's any way of doing that, I'm sure they will um, make it a, a title decider, hopefully, for them. Hopefully, it it'll be, would be we'd already have won it by then
0: because that's literally that but... Man <laughs> City game away. Is the sixth to last game, so it's, in, it's literally in our last six games. So I'm thinking, I mm. oh, want well, it done, oh, well, at least all it done, or if if worse things happen at, at the Etihad, it's not going to affect our buffer that we have, that we still we can still go to Chelsea a week later. Yeah, or, know, a week later, it's like three days later from Man City exactly. Chelsea. Go, go go to the Emirates, take on Chelsea. Imagine that, Jorginho come obviously Jorginho Arsenal at the Emirates, Chelsea fans in the away end. They've, they're celebrating because I've got Yael Phoenix and modric um, And they're, they're literally battling to play in the top 10. And we, we can find ourselves as champions. So they've got to give us a God of honour. That yeah. That's the one thing I wanted, actually, when Modric and all that decided, you know what, I'm going to Chelsea. All right, come come, come, come when we play you in uh, April. I want a God of honour then. I want us to win yeah. the league titles. So they have to give us a God of honour. They've got a standard, modric has got a standard knowing. This I could be on the other
1: side of this, I couldn't in red. yeah, what, no. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, Riddy's right though, he's just put Leicester away, it'll be tricky as well. Won't be walking up, they've just come back into form, you know. They're playing, they're looking really dangerous again. And um, Madison's looking outstanding at the moment, I must admit. So, of course, it's that's definitely not going to be easy uh, at all. So, um I mean, it's just, I mean, this is what all the club are saying, and they're quite rightly saying, it's one game at a time. Yeah. That's all we've got to care about at the moment. That's yeah.
0: Away
1: at the weekend, and that's it. The
0: and, that's, and, again, that's, and this is the, what, what we're saying. We've been saying for week in week out since day one of the season. This, we're just... At the start of the season, it was just, we're just enjoying it for what it is, week by week, see what happens come January and reassess things, whatever, and just keep doing that game by game. And... When Liverpool won the league a couple of years back, that's that's what Klopp and all Liverpool were doing. Publicly, they're going game by game. We're just looking at the next game. We're not going to cut. Yeah, we're 15 points, whatever clear. That means nothing. We're just, we're just concentrating one, one game at a time until it's mathematically possible and not possible to be caught. And then, you, and obviously, then we'll then we'll talk basically. Yeah, and that's what yeah. we got to do. If because it's too easy again. That, that's this is where the Jorginho, and Zinchenkos, uh, Z- they come. They their experience, their mentalities come into play, because they'll be there. We saw it. They keep, they keep, they keep popping up with Zinchenko in particular. Last day of last season at halftime, he's there, giving, the, giving that speech that inspired, Obviously, you guys want to inspire the team to come back and do what they did last game of last season is that hunger, and again, we've seen again have other clips, where he's, he, he declares himself as a lifelong Arsenal fan. So imagine what he's saying every game. And just like, I've got the know-how, guys. Listen to me, listen to Gabriel, listen to uh, Jorginho. We've been here, we've got the T-shirt. Just calm, relax, play our game. And once we've won, we if we do, matter he win it, Fantastic. We then we go mental, then we celebrate with the fans and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But don't get carried away because if you get carried away and start overthinking things, you'll let the opposition you'll let the opposition back in.
1: Definitely, yeah, definitely, and um, I, yeah, couldn't agree more. That's exactly what we've got to do. And I think we've got the, we've got the right mentality around the whole squad. You can see it. I don't think we will. Honestly, don't think we will get really carried away and. You know, I think if anything, that might have been happening with the previous four games to, to before uh, the Villa game, before the patch we've had, the, the Man City game might be playing a little bit, and, mm. and that, I think it's all part of the learning curve. I think that happen, then, um, with players like Jorginho, Partey, mm. Jack. Around them, I don't. think They're going to allow that. Um, Mikel is such a, an intelligent guy. I just think you will be ramming it home. In the front the center, you know? and yeah. so I'm, I'm quite confident about it.
0: No, exactly not. I was going to say earlier, but we we're talking about earlier about having the. We're talking having the voices, having the, lead, the numbers of leaders. Not just one individual. Numbers of leaders. left fight and center. Um. Back in the uh, the last time we won the league, I the, got the DVD, button Keown says, even though I, I, I didn't have the armband or nothing, when we played Liverpool at, at Highbury with 2-1 down at half-time, I asked the boss, can I say something to the centre? Try and pick everyone up, because it was going for a bit of a rut at the time in all comps. So yeah, go on. He, he said, "But this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We've got something, we, we've got, we, it's in our hands to not just win the league, but do something that's never been done before. We won't, we won't, we might not get this opportunity again, not just individually, but as a team. So it's now or never basically throughout the season, then Zayman did the same thing. Saul Campbell, Color Torre, Lauren, Cole, throughout the entire squad. They, they were their moments where they stood up and led by example. did they didn't shift it all onto the captain or the vice captain. And I think we've got we're getting that back now. And as you say, like Zinchenko, Zezus, I mean, the fact that Zezus is our vice vice captain, he he literally for the door. Záka our vice captain. Uh, uh, Odegaard's the captain after a year of being at the club officially. Um, Saliba, even though he's again Saliba and Gabriel, they're, they're young players. You can see their leaders as well. They're born leaders. Vamsdale vocal and leads by the, by example from the back. We, okay, we saw in the documentary how he leads as well. We've got. Multiple, we've got multiple voices, and it's all good. Again, we mm-hmm. went for years, we didn't have any, and look what happened to us. And it got again credit, credit where credit's due to our t- and Edu that built it to this point. Where, and Edu gets a lot of st- not just out but Edu as well. I want to back him up here. He gets a lot of stick when we don't get players in that we're heavily linked with, with Warpole or whatever. I don't get it because again, like, like yourself, I've watched him play for this club in a most successful era. In our lifetimes, he knows he was in that environment. Mm. You know, two and 4 He knows what it means. He knows what it means to play for the club. He knows what you need to have a team to compete for the title. So, for the stick he gets, I don't get because it's he's he's one of us. He believes the club as well. It's all nonsense. All
1: this edo out business has just made me sick, to be honest. And I, I spent a few days off Twitter. I just couldn't stand it anymore. It's just. Well, it does me in in thing sometimes. I mean, he's literally built this team that, to get us to where we are right now. You know, you can't uh, say, oh, we should have just got, we should have just paid. Brighton, what they wanted to get they didn't want any money for him. He was not for sale. We could have offered them 120 million pounds; mm. they wouldn't have accepted it at the moment. They, it just wasn't for sale. They've made it abundantly clear. He couldn't go out and buy him. You know, we we actually matched what Chelsea want, were paying for Mudrick but but they they the way that they, the, the the payment terms are more preferable to Shakhtar in the end. And he, they ended up saying, "Right, you're going there or going nowhere." Basically, because you know where he wanted to go. Yeah. If he, had, if Chakta, like I said, "Right, we've accepted both. On to us. <laughs> it's as simple as that." But Are they you... didn't, they didn't accept our offer. So he had the choice of leaving there to for them or no, to nowhere else. We couldn't have done any more. And like we said, we don't have to go through it all again. But we've done well in in the January window. Yeah. We've got real, real good value for money. And uh, the who we brought in are already showing that they've been worth it. So we couldn't have done any better than that. So all this Edo out crap is just nonsense. And as far as I'm concerned, anyone that's started putting all that out all over Twitter is just just block them. you know, or yeah, <laughs> mute them. Because you know, he's literally built this team to help to get us to where we are right now challenging for a title. And I'll tell you what. And what Andrew said uh, there in the chat, if we don't get top of the pile, we've still done really well. Completely yeah. agree because this is not our only chance of winning the league. I'm telling you now. No. Mate, I'm telling you right now. This is not our only chance of winning the league this season. We are going to have, be right up there challenging for the next two, three seasons at least with this team that we've got. They ain't going to go nowhere. And they're, they're still really, really young. As we all know, they're only going to get better and better as they get older and more experienced and add in the odd new signing here or there to refresh the squad, um, we're going play. and so we're going to be right up there challenging for the foreseeable as far as I'm concerned. So, all right, Colonel, nice to see you too, mate. Um, thank you very
0: much. Yeah, I've already said in terms of that, look, we've, um, if we weren't worst-case scenario, it happened we didn't win the league, we came second, third, whatever, I'd going by how the team before adding players in the summer I don't know what we did, how the team, the players that were here from last year, how they've reacted from the adversity, from the pain, from the agony of missing out on top four. It's it screams to me that the teams of the early two thousands under Wenger that when they missed out on the tight they came second, they'd go again. That the pain of not winning the FA Cup in two thousand and one spurred that team on even more to come back and not just win the FA Cup, but do what they did in the league as well. And then obviously missing out, the, and then 2003 when they missed out, they fluffed their lines and didn't defend the title. And all the critics, the, the critics of uh, Wenger was getting thrown at him because he mentioned, I believe my team can go unbeaten in the season. Then missing out on the title no 03, spurred them on to go, okay. And when he said, I believe you can do it, they believed in themselves and they pushed even more. And it's very my point is that it's very reminiscent of what I'm seeing now with this team the, the the drive the hunger from this from the entire squad to want to actually win major silverware. So if we don't win it this year, we, I believe we'll win it next year, which will be the, the anniversary, obviously, of when we in went invincible as well. So I look look forward to see what Arsenal do for that, by the way, but. It's, it's a young squad. It's Again, people keep forgetting and people don't... Again, all season, I keep saying, love going under the radar. But give the, this squad and what our Arteta's doing the credit they, he and they deserve because this, again, is the youngest squad in the league and we are top of it. We are pushing Absolutely. a, a, a state-run club all the way as it stands for a title. We have no divine right to. For me... Personally, I didn't expect this this season, like, like yourself and others. For me, this is a year early for me. But I'm enjoying it for what it is. And next season, we'll go to say, No matter what, win the league or not, we go again, we either defend it and be in Champions League or we, or we go for it again but being in Champions League. And we're, I thought I'll we'd win it this
1: season, it. didn't
0: I? You actually did. Last year, you didn't There's podcasts out there, guys, on this said, but,
1: but the only thing I got wrong was, I said we're going to win every game 3-0. But... Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's doing pretty darn close, to be honest with you. But uh, no, I I mean, going forward, what I'd like to see is keeping the squad players engaged and involved as much as we can, and maybe, and obviously, keeping the main starting 11 as fresh as possible as well. Mm. So, what I'd like to see more of is like one player coming in for games every now and then yeah. you know like T&E coming in even if he only plays for the first 60 70 minutes it's giving zinchenko a rest keeping him you know away from um you know trying to keep him injury free keeping him fresh and it's keeping T&E really involved and hungry and you know motivated and so if yeah. he's called upon because of injury he's not coming in completely dry either you know he's, he's yeah. going to be not he's not going to have rust on him i know that the um europa league is coming back soon and he'll be playing every game in that i'm sure but not just i'm not just talking about tierney but i'm talking about all the other main oh. players like, you know, yeah. fabio vieira and trossard and obviously i know that Jorginho's is playing at the moment anyway
0: but we've got he's Genio, yeah. Them in yeah, these
1: sorts of players. When you when you change one every in a game, then when they're playing alongside the, the other first starting ten, they're going to have much more of a chance of be having a good game because they've got great players around them. Um, the and and I think that's quite important. I think we need to change change it every so often just to keep yeah. it fresh, and keep them in, yeah. keep them involved, and keep them away from getting rusty.
0: Yeah, but also it's keeping everyone on their toes as well in terms of the, the actual first teamers as, as well. It's all at the weekend with Trossard coming in as a starter. He merited it. Don't get me wrong, because he has been phenomenal since he's come in and he's given his cameos and all that. But it's keeping Martin any on his toes. He's like, not only not only my investment, you're giving me a bit of time off because obviously we've got Europe coming back soon. But, but just to let you know, if you do if you do fall off, there's a young there's a young there's a hungrier player here ready to take your place yeah exactly let's keep the players on again I think i've been saying it for gone this hour long i wanted i didn't i didn't want. didn't just want a, a great 11 as a, a squad you want everyone like the like the early team. every competition for everywhere the, the, apart from your your goalkeeper Sol campbell torre vieira Henri, and then perez and Nürnberg, it was literally Everyone, every, every now and then, got dropped out. Kept on their toes, this, that, and the other, and that's what I wanted. And you, you didn't want, you didn't feel like there was a massive drop off either in terms of the quality for every position and things like that. And that's all we can do in terms of going forward. And especially if we're looking, look, party itself, he's twenty nine, gone on thirty, so he's got. He's not. Long, he ain't got long left in him himself. He's 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 still getting injuries. It's concerning. But so the way we're Look at it in terms of Corsado and getting Declan. If we do get them in, if we do, or wherever we get in, we've been proactive. We're not waiting until the last minute to allow them to go off. We're not, we did, we're not doing what we did with Vieira, basically, going back just in reference here. When Vieira left, we didn't really replace him. We had Diaby, but he was always injured, as we've touched on before. We never really replaced that, that Vieira until we got Partey in. I and mean, that was the first player we brought in. That felt like a direct replacement, not a, you could say a direct replacement for Vieira in that sense. And he's, well, he does play when it know he's set, once he settled in. You could see that's the case, and the fact that we are being proactive now—we're not just waiting for him to fall off a cliff or whatever—and we're again keeping players on the touch. That's all you got to do and keeping things fresh because next, next, look, either way. Whatever happens in terms of titles, we're back in the Champions League next season. We need to bulk our squad out, and you're going to have yeah. the rotation anyway because we're in the Champions League group stages. We could be playing at least, even in the group stage, you're you're playing at least two big uh, a big team, depending on what well, your your is and all that, depending on what, and all that. So it's not going to be an easy. Uh, we're in back in it now. We're going to go feed it three OK teams as a plus side and all that. We're doing Yoga. So we've just got to, it's going to be squad rotation, anyways. But you need a big squad, and I think that's what they've realised now. We've got the core; it's just adding additions now and keeping everyone on their toes. And if the hunger still keep that hunger going, win the title or not this thing. keep that hunger going for uh, defend the title. But see see what you can do in Champions League as well. Yeah, definitely. That was wrong. off.
1: <clears throat> we've got players coming back. You know, Balogun. Like we've got players like uh, I mean, Charlie Patino. They're going to be in in the. As far as I'm concerned, they should be part of the first team squad next season. That's really exciting. Yet more, yet more Hayland, um That's talent coming back in. And regards to what Colonel because I've got to go in a second. But what yeah. said, uh, I've been. Uh, I like how Jorginho's is playing. Think he's been best player arguably last three games. But do you think it could still? Uh, that, I've got the little. Refresh button it'll there. On us, you think it'll
0: cost us not signing more, more defensive midfielder where struggling to clean sheets.
1: In a word, no. I don't think I don't. I'm not worried about that to be honest with you because we've got the second the joint second best defensive record in the league. We've let in less goals, Colonel, than Manchester City. If you believe that, mm. so I'm really not concerned about it. To be honest, we have been outstanding. The, uh, for massive portions of this season defensively and we've had some lapses and but every team has those lapses it can't be perfect all the time um, but yeah the fact that we've, I mean I've got the goals goals conceded table only Newcastle have conceded less goals um, yes. bizarrely we've joined second best with Chelsea, which is random. Uh, But we've conceded one less than Manchester City. We've conceded five less than Man United. Mm. And then it it goes on. So uh, we've got a very good defensive record. So I'm not really that concerned about that, mate, to be honest with you. I think the way that we play, the way that we dominate possession and dominate territory, I don't – in the vast majority of games, we're not going to be sitting on the back foot. No, no hardly any of the games that we've got coming up we're going to be in their half dominating possession I mean, we had 30, what Manchester City had 36% possession in the, in the game versus us so that's the lowest that Pep has ever perfect. had ever had in a team that he's <laughs> managed yeah. so even in that game we dominated the territory so we, the fact that we've got Jorginho coming in he's like a same as Partey it's a a deep line conductor, playmaker, just spraying the balls out. And I love the fact that he kept the move game moving fast. Yeah. And the big thing people were saying about him is that he slows up games. Maybe he did for Chelsea. I don't know. I didn't watch all their games. But for us, he was keeping the tempo really high. And he was always trying to pass forward. And he was doing them thread needle passes through to the front uh, front three, beautifully breaking the lines. So... um that's what we need him for more than anything. And if he gets caught in a foot race once in a while and he can't fine. We know that he ain't gonna be able to do that. But he's got Saliba behind him, Gabriel behind him, who are rapid. Um yeah. so I don't think we need to concern too much
0: yeah. as far as that concerned. In
1: the summer, yes, we need to bring someone else in. But right now, I think we're in a really good position.
0: Yeah, just before we wrap things up on that and, and in general, I mean, um With Jorginho, people need to remember, when Arteta was at Man City as the assistant, Pep wanted Jorginho from Napoli. Absolutely, I remember with Chelsea, the the majority of, well, basically all of um, Vroman and which is time as an owner there, their their, their style of play was completely different to Arsenal in terms of it was a park the bus, defend first, and then we'll get the goals going forward, whatever. It wasn't free throwing football like we see at Arsenal. So. But the manager who bought him... the game down and all that. But that's Chelsea. That's what Chelsea expect. That's what that Chelsea managers is sort of coming in and they demand from their players. Like, just take it, do, 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 do this, sort of, that, and the other. It's probably more suited to him. Because obviously, where he was at Napoli, there's more suited to where, what we. What we uh, Mind here at Arsenal, and the fact that Pep Guardiola wanted Jorginho and almost had him, he went for Chelsea in the end. Doesn't that speak volumes as well? Even though it's a few years ago, I know I get that, but doesn't that speak volumes that for someone that plays such attack free flowing football similar to us that wanted Jorginho way back then? Hmm. Why is it what well, I know he's a few years older now, but why, that, why should that be an issue? Surely that means <laughs> that he's more suited to what Arteta demanding. It doesn't really
1: his age is, doesn't really concern me either to be honest because he's 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 not the kind of player who relies on speed and burst, you know, quick sprinting yeah. bursts pace. He never has and never will. So he'll be able to do the things that he does for quite a long time I and mean, he he's the sort of player that probably will carry on and playing till he's 35, 36, 37 even. Um, like you know, James Milner, or those types of players who go on for a long time because his his body won't let him down as much as people that do rely on on their pace to, to just put big part of their game. Yeah, exactly. He's um, just a great passer of the ball.
0: No, exactly. Just before we wrap things up, we're going to talk, just quickly get your prediction for Saturday, Saturday against Leicester, away. <laughs> Yeah, get beat at the weekend against United 3 0. And it's going forward, they look all right.
1: Madison looked really good, even in that game, to be honest with you. Yeah. He's a a really, really good player. I mean, he'd be another great option as a long term replacement for, you know, in the left eight position. But, yeah, I think the boat sailed on that one, really. Um, I think there's going to be goals in this game, to be honest. Um I can see us conceding a goal, um, but I I I really do think that we've got enough uh, for them. We've got our confidence back, we've got our mojo back after the weekend. I'm gonna go for a three one.
0: That's what I was gonna say.
1: Well. I was was toying with a three two, but I don't I don't really think they're gonna get we're gonna let them get two goals. But so yeah, so. I'll stick with a three one.
0: Uh, yeah, well, from what I saw last at the weekend, yeah, as I say, they're going forward, they looked they looked the is going forward, but there's a end product, it's like Madison can do all the work, unless he's shooting on site, if he's crossing it or whatever. The people at are top aren't doing the job, are they? it's that's what's costing yeah. the season a lot in and out of form, the way they've been. And I think that's gonna be an issue. I think that's gonna be an issue for them in terms of they might look good on the ball going forward at times and all that. They might get the, they might Depends on our defence, might get a goal, um, a goal, and that would be it. But we've got that hunger, that drive, that desire to just go, all right, then, we'll stick three past year, or whatever past year, we we'll are we'll still get the points. We're not panicking. That's the main thing as well. We saw that I take away from Saturday as well, just gone. At no point did they show, show any signs of panicking, this team. Mm-hmm. Like, years gone by when they got one, two walls, trying to get a win there. Like, oh, well, uh, look overplayed they're not they're not doing that anymore. Our heads don't drop anymore No. And that's the, again that's a, again that a huge credit to our and the team that he's got around him to get that mentality in, in place. Um but yeah we're gonna wrap things up now guys. I myself will be back now, won't we on Tuesday? I'll be back on Saturday for the match for the watch along of Arsenal of the Arsenal at two thirty three it's a three clock kickoff so I've got to find a legit say. That'd be fun. Um and then match the day on the, the day on that evening, no matter what the results. And then Sunday's a busy day. but the Arsenal Women's FA Cup fourth round tie away at Chelsea. What can go wrong there in our current form? So that's gonna be What that's two o'clock kickoff, and then possibly if I've got the time, I'll possibly might do the D Cup final. New man may not have been Newcastle, depending on what mood I'm in, when Jonas misses me off. Um <laughs> aside from that, Andrew, you're going back to your podcasting in your channel
1: soon or anything coming up no plans at the moment as yet I really hope to get it back up and running at some point soon but uh, yeah I'll keep you all posted on that but yeah uh, it's just been good to get back to another chat today because I've been uh, on a high ever since the weekend really so um, really yeah, had a, really fancy having a good chat about it with someone That's so uh, thanks for having me back on
0: I'll just follow me on
1: out from dale square and i'll keep you posted if i've got any plans for any more shows coming up soon
0: i'll just hope the- your knees recover in time for, for saturday and be careful this time <laughs> to be careful on saturday I don't yes do
1: <laughs> well but, i mean i've got i've got to go now I, i've just quickly yeah. brought, i started um I my first game is tomorrow I joined the fiber side team which is you know people my age who want to get fit again, who want to lose a bit of weight. It's just for a bit of fun. So, yeah, my first game is tomorrow. So, um, <laughs> I need my knee to be back to better before oh, so, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: then. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just before we go, I've got this quick question here where we're, we will be going after this question. Uh, guys, it's in May night, but Do you got Guys, do you think Arsenal has what it takes to win the league? We've already touched on that. But yeah, we, yes, basically, pure and simply, yes. Yep. Hungry. Um, we... The squad itself is a family run squad. It's like a family where Man City is individually, they're playing like individuals and not got it basically. And it seems like they're more concentrated on Champions League, which we've seen in years gone by. Come back firing them and I hope he does. does our no, t- we, have,
1: we do have what it takes, yes, to 100%. We've got the mentality yeah. right. And Arteta 100% has what it takes. Um, whether we will or not, you know you can't predict it because I said earlier on in the show you never know what happens in this league. Any team can lose to anyone. Man mm. City could draw with Nottingham Forest. Um, Chelsea can lose to anyone whatsoever in League Two, but they lost to the bottom <laughs> club. Lost. I mean, Southampton beat them at the weekend and stayed bottom. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, absolute. Imagine anything, Chelsea. anything can happen in this league. So, will we win it? Um, I think we will, but I definitely know that we've got what it takes to win the league. So, yeah, that's my final answer on that.
0: Imagine Chelsea get dragged into a... T- uh, uh, not title. You know, name, well, get dragged into a legation battle.
1: They're not... I mean, if you look at... The, how many points are they clear? I don't want you to, to look now, but I mean, just to... to how many points are they clear of the bottom three? Because they'll be worried if I was them, mate. Honestly... They're they're
0: they're the team. league, so can't be that far off bottom three. Uh, Let's me have a look. I'll have a look quickly. Uh, the next me, Premier League. Here we go. They are 31 points, they've got the 11 points off West Ham in 18th. Yeah, so that, there you go. Then they're, they're exact, they're, they're, there's no game stand either, and the goal difference is dead on zero. So they've they're conceded, they're conceded as much as they are scoring basically, which ain't yeah. much, right. All right, so anyway, we're gonna go now. As I say, I'll be back on Saturday for the watch, for the Arsenal, Leicester Arsenal watch long and then the women's game on Sunday. Jonas will piss me off because he always does this season. And possibly if I if I'm in the mood, I'll do the League Cup final as well as a new as a neutral thing. That's a thing we've been doing for the last few years. I'll do that as well, maybe. And then the podcast again next Monday. Would've this would have been yesterday, but I won't feel too great and couldn't be asked. Basically, to come on here and be coughing and splurting and God knows what, basically wouldn't be good for the audio side of things either. But yeah, Um, thanks, Andrew, obviously coming along and bringing just coming back into the podcasting and obviously, okay, Um, yeah, just talking getting to talk all things after with you again outside of of the WhatsApp group that we have. Um, Yes, that's what I think now. So yeah. Apart from that, everyone else in the chat as well, all your regulars or the new faces as well, big up to yourself. if so you haven't already, do subscribe, do smash that like button and do share the content around. The audio for this will be up in about half hour's time once it's downloaded from here to Anchor, then via Anchor to Spotify and all other audio platforms. Um, apart from that, I'll see you soon, guys. As always, <laughs> up the arsenal. Come, Come on, on, you guys gunners. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Where. Please help us grow by giving us a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook
1: page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon.